Looking to get out of your own way and make things happen? Do you love inspiration and tips that are based on the science of happiness and well-being? If so, default to yes is for you. New episodes are released every Monday with the occasional bonus episodes with expert guests, each one designed for inspiration to keep us moving in the right direction. Whether you're dealing with obstacles that have been around for a long time or are on a journey of new challenges, know that you are not alone. The Default to Yes podcast is nurse coach and aromatherapist Julie Reynolds on the journey with you, your extraordinary self. We deal in truth and experiment with solutions, training our fascinating brains to cooperate as we show up in the world the way we really want, make the difference we desire without sacrificing our overall well-being. Welcome to the Default to Yes podcast. Welcome back. It was years ago when Jean and I were getting ready to start a church in La Crosse, Wisconsin. When I first gave any thought to the phrase, mind the gap, I can't recall the number of different ways that our mentor would use that phrase, but it was always to get us to pay attention to what is real versus what is ideal and to bridge the gap between where people are and where they want to be, to be about reconciliation. The phrase mind the gap has its origins in the London underground, the subway system in in London. And the story of the phrase dates back to early 20th century. In 1908, the City and South London Railway, now that's part of the London Underground Northern Line, introduced electric trains to its network. As part of the electrification, the platforms were extended to accommodate the new rolling stock. And due to the curve of the tracks and the varying length of the trains, There were gaps between the platform and the train doors at certain areas um, and certain stations. The management of the railroad quickly realized that this gap could pose a safety hazard to passengers as people could accidentally step into the gap while boarding or exiting the trains. To address this concern, they decided to install a warning notice and an audio announcement to alert passengers of the potential danger. In 1968, the famous phrase, mind the gap, was officially introduced as part of the automated announcement system. The phrase was recorded by actor Oswald Lawrence, who became an iconic voice of the London Underground. And his clear, distinct, and polite warning to mind the gap echoed through the stations and became synonymous with the entire underground transport system. Now, the phrase's popularity grew over years, and it soon became a recognizable symbol of the London underground and even London itself. Tourists and commuters from around the world would mimic the announcement and take photographs next to the iconic Mind the Gap signs. I think I actually have a picture of myself by a Mind the Gap sign, including my feet on one of those platforms. Beyond the London underground, the phrase has been adopted in other transportation systems globally reminding passengers to be cautious of the gap between the platform and the train or the bus. Today, Mind the Gap serves as a reminder to be mindful of potential hazards, not just in transportation, but various aspects of life as well. And it has become a metaphor, encouraging people to be cautious, observant, and aware of the potential risks and pitfalls, or the opportunities that might be right in front of them, but not immediately apparent. So I think it's kind of a fun story how Mind the Gap went from a simple safety warning 
into a cultural icon that again points out the power of concise communication and lasting impact and intentional effort to addressing the gap between where we are and where we want to be. So today we're going to talk about a tool that I find helpful, both personally and professionally, where it comes to accomplishing goals. We all set some kind of goals at various points of our life, and we have those things that we really want. We also all face challenges that can prevent us from ever really getting there. How many times have you thought about something that you really want and not ever acted on it? Maybe you're even still just thinking about it simply because you didn't know what it would take or how to get there given your current situation. I hear it all the time in my coaching discovery calls. I think it's probably one of the most common things. I just don't really know how. Well, I think that I don't know is usually rooted in fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the process of the risk, of failure, of success. There are a lot of things that come up for us when we're looking to the place where we want to be from the place we are. We may know what we want, but we just don't have that clear path to get there. One of the primary reasons that people don't reach their goals is that lack of clear and specific objectives. Vague and ambitious goals make it challenging to create a focused plan of action. And when we don't get specific and we don't know precisely what it is that we're really making happen, it can get challenging to stay motivated and committed to the process. Pursuing goals often requires consistent effort and resiliency and discipline. And many times we start enthusiastically, but as we encounter obstacles and face setbacks, that's when the motivation dwindles and we lose that determination to keep going. And without persistence and discipline, it becomes challenging to overcome those things and stay on track towards our goals. Now, fear can be a significant barrier to achieving goals. Fear of failure can lead to reluctance to take risks or step out of our comfort zones. And at the same time, fear of success can also lead to our self-sabotage or avoiding fully committing to the goals, fearing the changes and responsibilities that success might bring. What if I get what I want and it's too hard to sustain, or I don't want it as much as I did before now that I know the reality? It's important to remember that these reasons are all interconnected and often multiple factors can contribute to us not reaching our goals. Overcoming these challenges requires introspection and setting clear intentions, developing a strategic plan, and cultivating a resilient mindset. There are a couple things to remember about all of this as well. First of all, none of this success, failure, none of it is irreversible. If you get somewhere that you thought you wanted to be and it's not what you thought it would be, you don't have to stay there. If you start a business and you are wildly successful, but you don't want it, you can get out of it. Setbacks and obstacles are just a natural part of the journey too, and learning from them can be ultimately lead to greater success in the future. That brings me to the tool that I want to share that makes the process go, for me, go much smoother, and that's gap analysis. So we're going to mind the gap when we're setting our goals. Gap analysis is a tool that I got good at when I was leading a research project and then leading a team from research to practice change in the healthcare setting. In the healthcare, there are a lot of moving parts, uh, key stakeholders, regulations, policies, operating procedures, 
various understandings of all of those things to take the time to analyze the gap between where we were and where we wanted to be was an agonizing process, but it was so worth it. I can easily say that I saved myself and our, my team a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of time just by knowing what was there in that gap. Now, when used in personal goals, it's less daunting because there aren't so many factors that you have to go looking for and go researching for. But it does take some time and effort, effort that most people won't do or don't take the time to do. But that's not you, right? I I hope this is helpful for you as you default to yes and have this strategic planning tool and not so that you don't miss out on getting what you really want. This is going to help to identify the gaps in the first place between the current state and your desired state. Whether it's in business or personal aspirations, it serves as a bridge between our present reality and the vision of where we want to be. In business, gap analysis can cover opportunities for growth, efficiency, and improvement. In personal development, it empowers us to set clear objectives and chart the path towards our dreams. The origins of the gap analysis can be tracked to back to early 1950s when management theorists first applied the concept in the business world. The process involved a few key steps. One, define the scope and purpose. So clearly identifying the scope of your gap analysis and its purpose. Determine what specific aspect you want to analyze and why. Whether it's related to business or a personal goal or any other area, understanding the scope and the purpose will give you direction to your analysis. And step two is identifying the current state. So you want to gather relevant data and information about the current situation or the starting point. And this could include performance metrics, key performance indicators or KPIs, process documentation or relevant data points. The more comprehensive and accurate the information you collect, the more effective your gap analysis will be. Step three is define the desired state. So clearly articulate the desired or target state that you want to achieve. It should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Those are your SMART goals. That is going to help you establish that clear vision of what success looks like and serve as a reference point for comparison. Uh, Step four is compare current and desired states. And this is where you get to analyze the data collected in steps two and three and compare the current state with the desired state. I know this is sounding kind of technical, but we'll break it apart a little bit so that we can apply it easily. Identify the gaps between these two, and this is the core of gap analysis process. It highlights the areas where improvements are needed to achieve the desired outcomes. This is really where you're going to identify any obstacles that might stand between you and meeting your goal. Step five is determine the reasons for the gaps. So you're going to investigate and analyze the reasons for the gaps that you identified in step four. And that means understanding the underlying factors that contribute to the differences between the current and desired state. And this is where you're going to maybe identify some skills that you need, some tools that you need, some support. This analysis will provide insights into the root causes of those gaps. Step six is develop actionable recommendations. So based on the analysis of the gaps and their underlying reasons, you're going to formulate actionable recommendations to bridge those gaps. 
And these recommendations should be specific and practical and tailored to address the identified challenges effectively. Step seven is to create an implementation plan. So you want to design a step-by-step plan to implement the actions. And this plan should include clear timelines, responsibilities, and resources required for each action. Breaking down the implementation process into smaller, manageable tasks will also make this easier to track your progress. Step eight is implement and monitor progress. So if you're a nurse, you're seeing how this is also very much related to the nursing process. So step eight is implement and monitor progress or evaluate and review. That's in step nine. You're going to put your plan into action and start executing the identified strategies and continuously monitoring progress and performance to ensure that implementation is on track. Regularly measuring and reviewing the progress will help you make timely adjustments as you need it. And then, of course, you're just going to keep moving forward while you assess whether the gaps have been successfully bridged and if the desired state has been achieved. The process of evaluation is going to help understand the effectiveness of gap analysis and provide valuable insights for future improvements. So once you reach one level, you want to take it up a notch, you'll already be ready. Step 10 is, of course, continuous improvement. Use those results of the gap analysis to implement and basically apply the lessons that you learned to the future projects. And remember that gap analysis is not a one-time activity. It's an ongoing process and it helps us in whether it be in organizations or individuals to evolve and adapt to changing circumstances and goals. Now, I know that that's really technical, but maybe some of you want to use this professionally as well. And I think knowing it step-by-step is important for that. And then you can kind of break it apart to use for your personal goals. Now, how might this play out? Let's say if you want to write a book. I recently spoke with a nurse who wants to be a writer, and she has dreams of publishing her first novel. Now, using gap analysis, we talked through the process uh, by defining the current state. A novice writer with a collection of story ideas and half-finished drafts. Her desired state was to become a published author with her book available on bookshelves worldwide. Now, analyzing the gap, she realized that she needed to hone her writing skills and develop a consistent writing routine, seek feedback from other experienced writers. She created a strategy that included all of those things, including attending a writing workshop and setting aside dedicated writing time to each day. It wasn't enough for her just to say, I want to be a writer one day without a plan without knowing what it was going to take to get there, she's a whole lot less likely to ever get there. She's now putting her action plan into place. She's having a whole lot of fun in her writer's workshop and networking with other writers. She's learning a ton and diligently closing the gap between her present and her dreams. The power of gap analysis is by recognizing the gaps and taking decisive action to transform dreams into tangible success. Now, let's say you want to run a half marathon, but you're not a runner, but it's for a good cause and your friend really wants you to do it. Using gap analysis for as a non-runner to train for a half marathon can be an effective strategy to bridge that gap between your current fitness level 
and the goal of completing the race and completing the race safely. So first of all, you would define your current state, assess the state of your current fitness level and your running experience, and be honest. Identify strengths and weaknesses. What tools do you need? How's endurance and cardiovascular fitness? Are you, if you're new to running, acknowledge that and start from where you are. And then identify the desired state. You just set a specific and realistic goal for the marathon. Determine the date of the race. Um, Maybe that's already set for you and hopefully you have plenty of time to train. Establish your objective clearly. So for instance, your goal might be to complete a half marathon in six months. Now you're going to analyze the gap between your current running abilities and your level of fitness required. This again would involve assessing the distance that you can currently run comfortably and how far you need to progress to cover a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles, right? Next is making that plan, creating a structured training plan and gradually increasing your running distance, increasing that over time, incorporating a mix of run running workouts and rest days, and cross-training to build endurance and strength and prevent injuries. And of course, you're going to get advice from experienced runners, or maybe you're going to need to hire a running coach if you need help in designing a personalized plan that is safe for you. And then start following your training plan consistently, taking care to listen to your body and adjust the intensity as necessary. Stay committed to your workouts and gradually increase your mileage as you progress. Remember that consistency is key to anything really, and in this case, improving your running abilities. And then regularly monitor your progress, be open to adjusting the training plan. And when you face challenges, which in the gap analysis, you're going to identify that you might have to make modifications to to your capabilities or to your schedule. All of this requires dedication and perseverance, I know. And I hope this isn't scary to you because going back to the process, once you have this, it might not take you very long to actually analyze the gap and know what you need. But once you are intentional about like in this case, knowing that you need to make some adjustments for proper nutrition and hydration, sufficient sleep, all of the things that are going to be essential for performance and injury pre- prevention. You can apply the same process to any goal that it is that you have. So using gap analysis as a strategy will help you stay focused on your goal, no matter what it is. Acknowledging your starting point it provides you that approach to gradually bridge the gap between your current state and your desired state. And as I said too, using gap analysis is a great way to propose a change professionally in the workplace. Bringing a problem forward with a well-thought-out strategy to mind the gap will speak volumes to those who maybe are not as aware of the problem as you are, or know that the ideal that you are advocating for is ideal. They just don't have the time to figure it all out on how to get there. This will help to move that obstacle out of the way, and it's a great way to learn how to make things happen in your organization. I learned a ton of things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise just in gap analysis. Uh, Key stakeholders, I learned about regulations that I I wasn't aware of before. So before you try to make something happen that you really care about, this is a good step. It'll save you tons of time and energy, heartache. All right. So next time 
that you're setting a goal, take time to try a gap analysis. Like I said, it doesn't have to be very complicated. You can you can really just sit down in probably 20, 30 minutes and, and assess your gap. And if you're approaching a goal that you've had for a while, you probably are very aware of what is what that gap looks like. Just writing it down or making a note of it or telling someone else about it and making it part of your strategy to get there, actually creating a strategy to get there. It'll show you where you may run into obstacles along the way. It's like getting a heads up on a pothole before you hit it. So you can prepare and make the necessary shift to avoid it. On the highway heading from our house into Nashville, there is a huge pothole in the road. It is in the far right lane and I know it's there. So when I take that road, I know that if I'm in the left lane, it's going to be an easier journey. So that's what a gap analysis is. It's knowing where the potholes are so you can prepare so that you can get the tools and the skills and the support that you need to enjoy the journey. So first, clearly define your current state. Then identify your desired state. Visualize and specify what you want to achieve, whether it be business or personal. Analyze the gap. That means to comparing your current and desired states to determine the gaps that exist. Answer the what, the who, when, and how. Is there something that you need to do first? A skill or a team, a mindset, more information. Once the gaps are identified, strategize and create actionable steps to bridge them. And then put your plan into action, consistently working towards closing those gaps. Jim Rohn said you can't change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction. All right, I know we got a little technical on the whole process of gap analysis, but remember, knowing the gap is the first step to unlocking your full potential. Embrace gap analysis as a guiding tool and let it lead you to the life that you've always envisioned. Until next time, keep striving, keep growing, and keep getting up every day to default to your extraordinary self.